for my ally is the Force. And a powerful ally it is. Life creates it. Makes it grow. Its energy surrounds us and binds us. Luminous beings so we, not this crude matter. You must feel the force around you. You, between you, me, the tree, rock, everything. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. You don't know the power of the dark side. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. Welcome to episode 11 of Blue Harvest, a Star Wars podcast. I'm your host, Halls Burkhart. And I'm your host, Will Witt. And we've got a special guest back in the studio for round two. Oh, hey. Mr. Jeff Ling. Hello, hello. So before we get into the show this week, I want to tell you guys a story. <clears throat> and the story is about the events of last night. Oh, boy. So yesterday, I'm just chilling on the couch doing a little work. And I get a text from my buddy, Will. He wants to hang out. Of course, I'm down to hang out with Will. Like, hey, bud, you want to hang out? You want to, you know, record something? Maybe just... Yeah, he, he was like, you want to record... Hop on the good foot and an, do the bad thing? An episode, <laughs> maybe a commercial. And I was like, yeah, you know what? We should record a new Stone Cobra commercial. We've been running that last one for a little while. So Will comes over. Uh, and I didn't know at first when Will decided to come over that his singular goal was to get me ossified drunk no it was not that bad i paced us out appropriately the fact that <clears throat> uh, paced you us out. got wasted i got i got i got turned myself i know you did you slept on your couch till 5 a.m <laughs> this did. morning i did do that <laughs> you made the responsible decision not to drive home fucking pickled <laughs> <laughs> i was a little sauced but we weren't we weren't violently drunk we did tequila shots i mean come uh, on. we did tequila shots and then brought limes we proceeded to empty every other bottle of liquor that was in the house yeah and we did that effectively two different types of, three different types of whiskey yeah woodford reserve yeah okay honey whiskey yeah and three roses yeah nice and <laughs> four roses whatever that show is called <laughs> whatever it's called we did the damn thing and then we decided it would be a great idea to record an episode in this state of mind right I mean, why wouldn't you? And uh, it was actually my fiance Jesse's first appearance on the show. And it was basically an hour-long argument. It was a good episode. It was an hour-long argument where Will and Jesse teamed up on me. No, now, that is not, in fact, what happened. We won't go into specifics because, well, to make a long story short, the episode is fairly unusable because... I was so drunk that I didn't check any of the settings, and 
the recording's all fucked up. Now, there are parts that's usable, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to go in and I'm going to cut those parts out, and we're going to do a sober commentary on the disaster episode. The disaster drunk cast. I still don't even consider it a disaster. Technically a disaster. Maybe not content-wise, but technically the way the episode turned out is pretty bad. Okay. I mean, there's a lot of yelling. Not angry yelling, but yelling. It's drunk yelling. Yes. See, I just want to be here for, like, the moment you guys play this so we can just set up cameras because we need, like, facial. (laughs) Well, see... That's the thing, like, uh, at work today, I was like, I went to bed last night, and I was like, I gotta, I, I gotta listen to that episode tomorrow at work, because who knows how that turned out. And pretty early on, and listening to it at work today, it became pretty evident that that was largely unusable. And once again, not necessarily because of content, it's just, it cuts out. Like, we were clipping, we were being so loud that it just cuts out, and there's like, glitches and through the whole thing yeah uh so you guys have that to look forward to one day we'll clean Um, it up (laughs) yeah um and there was also i forgot there's like a 15 minute uh, discussion about the band tool in the beginning oh is it really and about how we went to a tool concert with jeff we did All, all right i understand having a couple of drinks before a show to loosen up sure that was too much. No. Yes. I disagree. I will. I, you guys, anybody that wants to be on the podcast can be that level of drunk if they want. I, I cannot. There needs to be I mean, somebody to, to be the ringleader and fucking make sure everything's working. Fair enough. We need a tech. <laughs> we need a, a Baba Booey. A Baba Booey. Baba That's Booey. What we Baba need. Booey. So, yeah. And then today I have been feeling like. Straight up doo-doo. Well, I'm sorry. I woke up this morning, and I was like, you know what? I don't feel that bad. I drank a bunch of water and took some ibuprofen before bed. I I fucking dodged the hangover. And then, like, an hour and a half into being up, I started feeling real gross and sweaty. (laughs) And my stomach was hurting. I had a bowl of cereal. Didn't keep it down. (laughs) Did not keep that cereal down. Ugh. Well, anyway, so uh, enough about our our misstep episode. Like I said, once I can get in there and cut out the usable parts, we'll play those for you guys. Fairly embarrassing for me. Uh, I am real loud and real drunk. Clearly, listening to it, you can tell what uh, two people out of the group of three can hold their alcohol way better than the other one, <laughs> and I'm the other one. <laughs> okay, so... <clears throat> Since we've got Jeff here this week, there was a question you posed to Steve that I think is a, a good question to pose to Jeff that we didn't do, um, you know, the first time Jeff was on here. What are you looking forward to or looking for from The Force Awakens? You know what I'm saying? What are your expectations? Your what are you hopes, really excited and to dreams? see? What excited? do you hope to yeah. get to see? Uh, that put me on the spot. I did not prepare for a Q&A session. <laughs> no. no, but um, I think the biggest thing for me is just, man, seeing seeing where these guys have been. I mean, what yeah. have they been doing? That's the biggest thing for me, just seeing that story continue and just seeing exactly just seeing what they've they've done in this time that we haven't seen yet and just seeing where that led to. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> well, 
That's interesting that you say that because one of our emails this week is sort of about that subject, and I figure we'll just dive right into the emails now. Let's get into um, it. Before we get into them, though, I should give out our stuff. If you want to follow us on Facebook, you can look us up on facebook.com slash blueharvestpodcast, on Twitter at blueharvestpod, and uh, you can email us at blueharvestpodcast at gmail.com. And we got a couple of emails. Our first one is from Evan. And this is what Evan had to say. Hey guys, Evan again. I enjoy starting up a new conversation for you guys. So if you don't mind, I'd like to write in each week with a question. That's cool with us. Because, uh, you know, there's not always a ton of Star Wars news. So, uh, you know, that would be nice. Give us something to uh, fill a little time with, answer some questions, have a little bit of a discussion. But anyway, here's his question for the week. And he says he won't get into spoilers at all. And then he kind of gets in the spoilers a little bit. Granted, these are not confirmed or else I wouldn't really uh, read them. These are just rumors. So we can speculate and talk on these rumors. I don't think it'll be that big of a deal. But he said, uh, so based on the current plot rumors, Han, Leia, and Luke are slated to never see simultaneous on-screen time. Do you think this is a wasted opportunity by J.J. and Kasdan? Or do you think it would be too much fan service to force them on screen together at once for the sake of them being on screen together? Thanks, guys. Loving the podcast. Keep up the amazing work, Evan. Okay. First of all, thank you for writing in. Indeed. Appreciate the question. Uh, So we've kind of heard through various sources and, and stuff online that of the three, of the big three, the original three, Han Solo is featured the most in this movie. Um, And I think the fact that we saw him before we saw Luke or Leia is pretty telling. I think that sort of points you in that direction that this is going to be a Han Solo-centric heavy movie. Now, i got to be honest. When I originally heard that they are doing an Episode 7, what I wanted to see more than anything is those three characters all back together again, maybe in the Falcon, you know, being buds and stuff. So, um, if the three of them aren't on screen together, I'll probably be at least a tiny bit disappointed. I I understand your disappointment, and for nostalgia reason. That's all it is. But I think if the story is epic enough, and like... There, if the new if the new characters have a quest like a journey, and Han Solo carries them part way through that journey, yeah, and then you know, Princess <laughs> Leia helps them on the next aspect, and then finally they find Luke or whatever. Like, I don't know what the the concept is going to be, but that would make sense that if they couldn't all be on screen at the same time because they're helping. Well, this is the thing. I know we're getting those original classic characters in this movie. But the purpose of this trilogy isn't to focus on them. Right. The focus of this trilogy is going to be the new characters so they can start the new generation of Star Wars. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I can see how, you know, if you have Han, Luke, and Leia in a huge role in the new movie, then you don't have enough time to develop those new characters. Because you want the audience... To like these new characters because they're the future of Star Wars. That's basically what I'm saying. Like, Because eventually either you're going to kill off the original three or they're just not going to be able to do them anymore. Eventually right. they're not going to be in Star Wars. You know what I mean? Yeah. So 
I think if it serves the story well and you make these new characters kick ass and enjoyable enough, then, you know, maybe you won't even really care that the original three aren't on screen together at the same time. Yeah. And that's my thing is you, you definitely, you definitely do want to see them, but to shoehorn all three of them in this yeah. scene, it, it, to me at that point, I would just view it as lazy writing. Well, not just lazy writing. It could become sort of hacky oh, to yeah, just exactly. be like, okay, you know, we introduce Han, then 15 minutes later, hey, everybody, it's Leia. And then 15 minutes later, hey, everybody, it's Luke. Remember this guy? And but if we you, just had the Star Wars sitcom. Yeah, exactly. There's laugh tracks and aws <laughs> and shit in the background. I think with Kasdan and J.J. Abrams being behind the script, I don't think that if they're not on screen together it's for the purposes of anything than serving the story. You know what I mean? I think that it's not a decision they would make lightly to not have them all three on screen together at the same time. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, look, I, I would love a movie where Luke just kicks ass for two hours. We're not getting that. We would have seen Luke kicking ass in a trailer or behind-the-scenes footage by now. Right. So, you know, we've you also got to think, this is just the first movie... In a trilogy. So there's going to be plenty of time to have character reunions and, you know, give fans that fan service they want. But, you know, you don't want to do it all at once and blow your load, you know? You got to keep them interested for the further two sequels. Right. But, yeah, I, I could see exactly how it could be a little cheesy if they focused or, or like, you know... Finally, we are all back together in the Millennium Falcon. Oh, boy. You know, um, <laughs> the one thing that makes me question this rumor, and it's small, there was an interview a few months back that Mark Hamill did where he was talking about how amazing it was to be on the Millennium Falcon again and to see it and stuff. Now, to me, that makes it sound like he shot scenes on the Millennium Falcon. Or it could just be that he's on he's a set. VIP actor yeah, on they, set. he's on set, and they're like, "You want to check out the Millennium Falcon?" Let's walk the Millennium and he's Falcon. like, "Fuck yeah, I want to check out the Millennium Falcon. Show yeah. it to me." So, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean that right. Luke was on the Falcon at any point. People making assumptions. <laughs> yeah, I mean, including me. All right, so we got another email, and the subject of this email is "Let's Play God." And it's from <laughs> our buddy Johnny Grosso. Gianni Grasso. He says, what is up, my guys? Great job again so far, and congrats on 10 episodes. I've heard every single one and will continue to listen. Let's have some fun with some off-the-wall Star Wars questions. From the original trilogy, there was really only one breakout star, which of course was Harrison Ford. The rest really haven't done much considering the doors that were open for them in the 1980s. In the prequel trilogy, Natalie Portman won an Oscar and Liam Neeson remained respectable, as did Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen. Well, you know. My question is, let's take a look at the sequel trilogy cast and try to guess who will break out as a movie star, who will win an Oscar, and whose career will be ended after Star Wars. Thanks, and chicks dig me, obviously, Johnny Grasso. I mean, obviously. Obviously. Uh, Thanks for the question, Johnny. I showed Will a picture of Johnny Grasso. Last night, do you remember this? I or do. were you too? No, fucked I up remember. To remember this? <laughs> I saw a picture of Johnny Grasso. I was like, damn. 
I think Will has a little bit of man crush. No, nah, it's just funny. He's a pretty boy. Like, way to go. <laughs> Obviously, chicks dig you, pretty boy. Um, but it's cool that you're into the wars, and we like that you listen. So keep those questions coming. We like your feedback. Looking at my drink there. Thinking about spiking it. <laughs> you know, when I got home today, I was, um, before we get to Johnny's, I got to digress a little bit. When I got home today, I was, like, um, getting some water and stuff, and, Jesse was like, if you want, I'll go by the store and pick up a bottle of vodka if you want a couple of drinks tonight. And I was like, no, no, thank you. No. <laughs> no. I would have been down. Oh, I'm sure you would have. I would have vomited one drink in and I would have thrown up all over the mixer. No way. All over the laptop. No way. We would have gotten no three more podcasts in and <laughs> no. we would have been in the zone. There would have been no three shots. I would have. Uh, no. I'm not taking three shots. No. Okay. So from this new cast, I think personally, the person that's probably going to have the biggest career, and this is just me saying, and I say this because this is Daisy Ridley's first movie. So you can't really say until we see her in Star Wars how she is. You know right. what I mean? And John Boyega, the only movie I've ever seen him in is Attack the Block. Have either of you guys seen that? No. It's really good. You guys should check it out. It's a, it's set in London, and it's about this group of like street kids that end up fighting an alien invasion. And he's one of the main characters. He uses a samurai sword or ninja sword, whatever the hell you want to call it. And I'm sitting here looking out our front door, and I'm pretty sure our cat Walter is outside. Is that him on the front stoop? Or am I seeing a reflection? I think you're seeing a reflection. Oh. I don't think he Oh, is. I'm seeing a reflection of Luna. <laughs> Never mind. My bad. We got a fucking escape artist cat that'll. That's another thing. In Will's drunken state, I laughed for about 15 minutes last night while I watched him chase that bastard ass cat outside I did. our house. I chased him around. Yeah, I would just see streaks of Will running and this little cat like hopping in our front yard. Like, Come get me. Being all squirrely and Come shit. Come get me. Um, so back to the question. Sorry. So I think the guy, uh, Oscar Isaac. I think he's going to be the guy that breaks out. Um, and I say that because he already kind of has. He was in Inside Llewellyn Davis. That's like a Coen Brothers movie. I haven't seen it. But he got a Golden Globe nomination from that. So he's already gotten some recognition. He was in a really well, uh, highly acclaimed movie, A Most Violent Year. He was in a movie called Ex Machina that just came out that was really well received. And past Star Wars, he's playing Apocalypse in the new X-Men movie. So this dude's already building up quite a resume before Star Wars is even out. You know, oh, I yeah. don't think the effect that Star Wars had on the original cast is going to happen with this trilogy because it didn't happen with the last trilogy. Yeah, um... Liam Neeson, Ewan McGregor, like Natalie Portman, all still have really successful careers as far well, you as know, I know. It wasn't that long ago, maybe two or three months ago, where Natalie Portman did an interview where she was talking about how hard it was for her to get work after Star Wars. Really? And, I mean, if you think about it, well, you know, she did Black Swan, which I'm pretty sure that's what she got her Oscar for, was Black Swan. Really great movie. Really great performance. But if you think about it, of those three, Liam Neeson, Natalie Portman, and Ewan McGregor, Liam Neeson is the one that works the most. And and honestly, it's that's a, a long career before you. Even yeah, and and honestly, that's because of Taken. Like after Taken, people saw him as an action star, so he just got started doing action movies out the ass. That's not even really because of Star Wars. 
I don't think Star Wars hurt his career, really. I mean, it's, does Samuel L. Jackson count? Because once again, that's a dude that had a ton of roles before Star Wars and has had a ton after. But that's because that motherfucker will take any job. Right? With the right amount of money, that dude will be in just about Snakes anything. on a plane. I'll Snakes be on in a plane. your fucking movie. You know what I'm saying? Like, Yeah, as long as if, if you give him a couple of bucks and a plane ticket, Samuel L. Jackson will be in your movie. But think about, like, what has Ewan McGregor done since Star Wars? I know he did, like, a documentary on the BBC where he... Rides around on the motorbike. Yeah, rode around on a motorcycle. There's two of those. Was what's that? He's done some other stuff. I'm was not... Moulin Rouge after Star Wars or I, during Star I think Wars? That was before. I'm not sure. I'm not sure off the top of my head. Because I no, I want to say before Star Wars, the main thing he had done was train spotting. I mean, I'm sure there's some other stuff, but I think that was his main uh, role of note. But since then, I can't really think of a big movie that Ewan McGregor's been in. He's been. In, he was in Black Hawk Down. I'm not sure where that was. he? That's before Star Wars. Yeah, that's only pre. Yeah, I didn't even realize he was in that movie. That's cool. He's the guy that likes to make coffee. He's in Big Fish. Which I like. That's one of the few Tim Burton movies that I just really, really like. Big Fish is a good movie. Also shot not too far away from here. Only a couple hours away from here. Hmm. Big Fish. Anyway. I mean, do you know anything? Do either of you guys have any... Input about the new characters and who you think you'll, will break out? Um, a lot of them are established actors already, I feel like, and have... Uh, well, yeah, I mean, you know, beyond the new three, like Oscar Isaac, John Boyega, and Daisy Ridley. Like, I looked John Boyega up the other day, and he's done, like, maybe he did some Law & Orders. He was in the new 24 miniseries, so he hasn't done a ton of stuff, but, like, you know, he's got a decent resume, Daisy Ridley is a is about as a, of a newcomer as it gets. Yeah. So, like I said, maybe she'll be awesome in Star Wars, and then she'll just you she'll know, be the new she'll get roles all the time. Katniss Everdeen. Right. What's that lady's name? Jennifer Lawrence. Yes. Maybe she will. You know, that's who is being. There's been a, a rumor going around that the director of those Hunger Games movies is going to direct Episode Nine. I don't know how I feel about that. I've never seen any of the Hunger Games movies, so I have, I have no I don't idea think they would that. interest me. I could be wrong. I saw a movie called, uh, shit. I saw them. <laughs> I saw the first two Hunger Games movies. Yeah. What's the, I'm oh, I, you know what I saw that, uh, what, I saw and I got the concept better than I think I would from Hunger Games? Battle Royale. Yeah. That was a good movie. Man. Right. <laughs> Battle Royale is a good movie. You man. know what's not a good movie is Battle Royale 2. No. So yeah, I, I think it's really hard to say, besides Oscar Isaac's, how, Isaac, how well the other two guys are going to do post-Star Wars. Honestly, if they just want to do Star Wars from now until the end of time, so we can just keep getting Star Wars movies, then I think that's what they like to do. Or that I think that's what they should do. I just like to think that you make uh, so much money being in Star Wars, like, you know, uh, that... You know, you're pretty set after you do Star Wars. Maybe that's why Ewan McGregor doesn't show up in every movie. is because he's got a nice little Star Wars cushion to rely on. That, if he's got any good piece of it, is still ticking away. Right. Making money because, you know, all those toys are making his likeness. Yeah, I don't know how that works. If every time, you know, an Obi-Wan... Like, you know, every time an Obi-Wan figure sells, George Lucas gets money or Lucasfilm gets money. 
I don't know that the I actor. I think it just it's in your however you set up your contract. Like right. if you want merchandising rights. Right. I have a feeling that the actors' contracts in the prequels was probably a little better for them than the original. Because, like, you know, the original cast made those movies and nobody knew that it was going to be the biggest movie ever. Right. And the, by the time the prequels came along, they were like, no, nah, fuck that. This is Star Wars. You guys are paying me. I know you've got the money. Yeah. <clears throat> so it'll be interesting to see. I, I, you know, the the guy that plays Kylo Ren, Adam. Yeah. Driver. Driver. Yeah. His performance is good. It could make his career. Because what do you do before this? Girls? girls and he's been in some indie movies and stuff i wonder like you know i I hate to keep going back and sort of dogging on the dude for his comic-con appearance but if that's how he is and he's difficult to work with then that's almost more of a strike against you professionally than like not being necessarily the best actor or the biggest box office draw if you're hard to work with that can kill your career yeah faster than you know the other things I'm not saying that he is. It just seems like he would be one of those dudes that was a a dick on set. But that's it for our emails this week. Jeff came with a story this week that he wanted to discuss that is is interesting, to say the least. (laughs) What's this thing called you want to talk about? Um, The headline I read was it was um, Darth Vibrator. (laughs) And um, I think it was – I know at the very least – I got one of those up my butt right now. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's what I, I mean. That's, that's pretty brutal, though. Yeah. It's seven seven feet up up butt. No, 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 no. I, I don't have this thing that the this lady created. I just have like a. It's just like a one. you know like a, a it's decently a dainty little thing. Yeah, it's, like it's only like twenty six inches long by nine feet in diameter or nine inches in diameter. So about half the size of the Hot Toys on Falcon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like uh, the size of a soup can. Yeah, like three not, of them, but like three of them stacked on top of each <laughs> other. And it's just, you know, running its batteries out. No, but the headline that I saw was adult film star Kayla Jane, Danger Crafts, Darth Vader, and our minds are being blown. Apparently, it's a seven foot tall Darth Vader statue made entirely out of sex toys. So just a giant Darth Vader made out of dildos. Yeah. Three, Black dildos. Yeah, $3,000 worth of toys, including 200 vibrators, 10 paddles, a whip, two rows of anal beads, a rubber fist. <laughs> a rubber fist. And a pair of what she called hooker boots. That's the thing that if you work at the sex store, when someone brings the rubber fist and plops that shit down on the table, you're like, this person is <laughs> Fucked up a yeah, rubber right. fist. <laughs> no, but apparently it took. Um, I believe it's her, some kind of effects artist and like a drone, like a porn director or something that says it took like eight hours to make. Um, realistically, it's just a mannequin with everything pasted around it. But it looks. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> It actually looks pretty legit. <laughs> My favorite part of this picture you're showing me is the fact that they have... So he's got a, a lightsaber made out of what appears to be red dildos, or dildos painted red. And at the end, they have the little cockhead blurred out. Of all things, it's a giant Darth Vader made out of dildos, but you're going to blur out... The one part. And honestly, I mean, did she do this just... Like, was she like, I want a Darth Vader statue, and she got online... And saw that they're fucking $7,500 for a life-size Darth Vader statue. And I was like, 
fuck that. I've got a drawer full of black dildos. I'll just make one. Right. Or was it to get attention, like to get publicity for being the person that made It's probably Darth just someone in the adult film industry that really likes Star Wars as well. That was like... Yeah, I mean, it, but you know what I mean? Like, for, the, for, okay, first off, that's a hell of a deal for a life-size Darth Vader. Made out of dildos or not, $3,000, that's, le- that's more than half. Uh, or you know like i said uh like the sideshow one is like 7500 bucks so she got a deal oh yeah and also like okay she's a porn star but like she's got to have people over to her house that aren't porn stars like do you just leave that in the corner with its fucking red dildo lightsaber fucking pointed at at the doorway <laughs> when you come in yeah i think you're greeted story... by a giant dildo yeah i think the story said they were like having it at some some production company or somewhere and it's just gonna stay in their office or something but it's probably the company that made like the avengers parody porn and the star wars parody porn and like that yeah oh man i just think we should say the word dildos couples more times (laughs) dildos 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 guys are bunch of okay so this is the now the dildo cast every time we say dildo (laughs) take a shot now that yeah like when we were talking no when we were uh when we were talking about doing a Star Wars podcast, I tried to think of like what our niche could be because there's collecting casts. There's a a, a a Star Wars podcast that just covers the original Marvel Star Wars comics, like, and you know, eventually we settled on just being sort of a general Star Wars podcast where we get together to just talk shit about Star Wars. But that is a niche market I didn't think of. We could have been the Star Wars sex toy podcast. Granted, right? granted, we could do an episode like one every year or some, you know, whatever. The April Fool's episode or something. Right. <laughs> oh, that's a good idea. Maybe April Fool's next year we'll just do an entire episode about Star Wars dildos and butt plugs. and. Or yep. just might Keep do- going. Yeah. Or might the, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. or might the Cock rings. There the you go. Star Wars cock ring that looks like, um, like you know... In the prequels, the Jedi starfighters, they dock with their hyperspace ring. That's what your Star Wars cock ring looks like. Oh, wow. Like, oh, I'm docking my Jedi starfighter. (laughs) 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 Fucking, um, uh, like a a pocket uh, vagina that looks like a space slug. Mm. <laughs> How about no? No! Oh no! Does My Millennium with... Falcon no. stuck in a space slug. <laughs> Does it include salacious crumb laugh? <laughs> <laughs> so oh, we're man. just gonna have an oven mitt, is what you're saying? And then you could do oh <laughs> oh. oh oh man yeah I I don't know how I feel like. Okay, so this porn star lady, she wanted to make a giant Darth Vader out of dildos. That's fine. But if there were actual Star Wars sex toys on the market, A, they would be bootleg or non-approved. Like, there's no way Lucasfilm or Disney's like, yes, we'll sign off on the fucking... Probably all you gotta do is look on Etsy. I promise you. Oh, <laughs> shit. Etsy After Dark or some shit? Yeah, yeah there's like C-3PO and R2-D2 double-sided dildos and shit. With motion-activated sound and whatnot. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Blow-up doll uh, fucking Lando and his dick pieces as long as this table. Hello, hello, what have we here? 
<clears throat> so on that note, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll uh, continue the discussion. Hawes? Hey, buddy. Buddy, buddy. Hey, well. Oh. What's up? Hey, Jesse, what's up? Hawes is down in the basement. In the basement. All right. Hey. Hey, Hawes. I'm down here, buddy. All right. Hey, buddy. Hey, man. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. What you got going on down here? I saw the sparks flying and the lights flashing. I got real excited. Okay. So you know you introduced me to Stoned Cobra? I did, in fact. And you know it gave me lightning dick. How's that lightning dick doing? Excellent. I have honed it and focused it into a solid beam. Are you I've mastered me? the powers of lightning dick. Dude, you mastered the lightning dick. I did. That's incredible. So, here's my idea. Yeah? You and I team up, and we clean the streets of Birmingham. Dude, I would love to do that, but I, I don't have any superpowers or anything like that. Ha <laughs> ha! It's funny that you mentioned that. You see this chamber over here? Yeah, what is that? It looks like a giant light bulb. Exactly. This chamber, along with these electrodes, you see these electrodes? Yeah. We will attach these to your nips, Oh, your dick, Ugh. and your butthole. Oh. And we will focus the power of Stone Cobra, and we will infuse you with their mystical rock powers. Well, I might get down with that. And it will infuse you with the powers of Lightning Dick. But Lightning Dick is not a typical result of Stone Cobra. Exactly. That's where this chamber comes in. I'm down. Sign me up. Okay. Let's do it. Put these electrodes on. <sighs> hey, man, I'm going to turn around. You handle the, the dick piece and the bung piece. You're asking a lot here, man. But Hey, man, it's worth it. For Trust the me. powers of the lightning dick? Okay. <sighs> so you're in the chamber? Yep. All right, I'm going to start the stone cobra. Are you yep. ready? Yep. Here we go. How's that doing? Oh, man. That is nice. Right? I'm going to crank it up to 11. That is good. Yes. Go! Uh huh. Uh, What's happening? Oh, my God. High and Mighty, the album by Stone Cobra. Available at stonecobra.com. So fucking badass that it'll blow out your pee hole and your butt hole. Check it. Only five bucks. What the fuck? You got lightsaber dick? All I got was this dumbass lightning dick. Tune in next time for the further adventures of Lightning Dick and Saber Dick. 
Brought to you by Stone Cobra. www.stonedcobra.com. And we're back. So um, there's been a little news this week. Um, mainly, uh, it has to do with some stuff that actually broke today. And it's, it's rumored. It's not confirmed right now. But it looks like by maybe 2017, we'll start seeing uh, live-action Star Wars shows pop up on Netflix. So the rumor is is that Disney slash Lucasfilm is going to be making a deal with Netflix, kind of like the one that's going on with Marvel right now, with Daredevil and all their series and stuff. And it even seems like it's not going to be just one Star Wars series. It may be multiple interconnected series just like the marvel series wow in the last time there was some talk about this online um it was back say in march like march around march and it it said that there were preliminary talks but they didn't really want to get into it until they had some of the you know anthology movies ironed out and like release dates for them but apparently now that they have the whole Han Solo spinoff movie in the pipeline and have it scheduled for release and stuff um, it looks like they're going to start going forward on this and what's interesting is I guess they're going to keep cost on these down by reusing sets and props and stuff from the new movies and you know redressing them or repainting them and stuff which is you know just a smart cost effective way to you know keep the budget down it is and what's going to be no matter how you do it it's probably going to be a very large budget for a live action star wars show that's actually what kept george lucas from making his uh live action star wars show with uh star wars underworld is the fact that he couldn't he just couldn't find a way to keep the budget reasonable and still do everything he wanted to do in it um, what would you guys like to see? And let, let's say, <clears throat> so right now there's going to be four or like five Star Wars or Marvel shows on Netflix. Think of, we won't do four or five, but think of three different Star Wars shows you would like to see. And, uh, you know, what would you like to see out of a Star Wars show? Obviously, I would like to see a Jedi yeah series a series about jedi and the training of jedi and you know a master and a padawan i like that uh another one i would want to see would be like a scoundrels rogues gallery type not even villains but like smugglers and anti-heroes right a band of i don't know benevolent misfits right our fly kind of han solo maybe not even aligned with the empire or the rebellion right just like a crew to me that sounds very similar to what i think underworld was going to be um it was going to deal more with the under the underworld and star wars like you know my third would be the crew of a ship you could either do the crew of a big ship like a big cruiser Mm -hmm. or a big star destroyer and make it kind of like a a Battlestar Galactica or a Star Trek like you follow the story of this one ship or a crew of fighter pilots like uh, maybe a story that uh, a group of I that would Dave be cool <laughs> yeah like a crew of like X-Wing like a like a rogue squadron right, show where right. it's just fucking the adventures of Wedge and his pilot buddies after Return of the Jedi yeah. that's what I want so I would like 
and I can't really speak to character or anything, I would like one of their shows to be set post-Return of the Jedi. And it doesn't have to involve the main characters, because, you know, obviously if you did that and it was closer to Return of the Jedi, you'd have to recast those characters. Um, And like I've said before, that's something we're going to have to come to terms with eventually. If we want to see those stories on screen, what happened between Return of the Jedi and Episode Seven, we're going to have to deal with the fact that these characters are going to be recast. Yeah, And I think like a Rogue Squadron fighter, like X-Wing fighter pilots show, would be a cool way to do that. Yeah. Show their skirmishes against what's left of the Empire, and like maybe they have a rival Tie Fighter squad. Yeah, you know, I mean like, that'd be pretty badass. I would like to see not necessarily Knights of the Old Republic, but I think it would be cool for there to be one of the shows set earlier, so or old ancient world Jedi Star canon, Wars, right? Since none of that's canon anymore, show right. me what is right. early Jedi canon. Like, give us the old Republic stuff, yeah, but redone and you know canon now. Yeah, that would be cool to me. That would be honestly, if you're going to get do a show about Jedi, that's the way I would want it to go. That's where you got the because we kind of know what the Jedi were all about during the Clone Wars and stuff, and you know the prequel era, and there's not many Jedi during the original trilogy era. So, you know, and and now we have, like, Rebels covering that time period, you know, right before the original trilogy. Right. So if you're going to do a heavy Jedi-centric show, I think Old Republic would be sort of the way to go. Yeah, and I'm not saying an, an adaption of any of the books or the games or anything like that. I would just like to see their take on, <clears throat> you know, ancient Star Wars. The one thing, and I love those games that kind of gets on my nerves is it doesn't look that much different than say the original trilogy or the prequel trilogy. Right. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't look like the technology is that much older. Like the enemies, the bad guys, capital ships kind of look like star destroyers. They're just got a little bit different of a design. Yeah. The, um, there's ships that kind of look like tie fighters and shit like that. So I would like to see them get really, not necessarily weird, but stray away from the what we consider the classic designs. Like what I really liked in the Tales of the Jedi comics were the old school lightsabers that had a cord that connected to a battery pack. Yeah, it needed a power source. That was on their belt. Like mm-hmm. I always thought that was a cool idea. And the, the hilts of those kind of looked organic yeah. and not, you know, so smooth and like professionally mechanically tooled or whatever i thought the story of exar coon was neat yeah like there's a lot of stuff in there that like obviously you know that's not canon anymore but you could use that as a jumping point yeah maybe some <clears throat> of the stuff that was canon could still be canon but and then i'm gonna go with you i would like to see like a like a group of smugglers like basically star wars underworld yeah. i always like that concept like a smugglers to, or bounty hunters I'm or not trying to cheese it out with like but like oceans 11 like a crew where everybody's got different skills yeah. and like a an a team kind of yeah i mean if we're going dream series i would like to see a boba fett series yeah i mean we're probably more likely to get a Boba Fett movie than a series, but give me both. I don't care. Yeah. I'll watch both. You can't get oversaturated with your Boba Fett. No, a lot of people can, but I, I cannot. I think a Sith show would be cool too, but you yeah, could you tie know, that into the Jedi show. It would be cool to see 
even if it's not a Sith show, just a a show that's from the perspective of a villain. Because we've never had that in Star Wars. We've never seen a show or a movie, um, you know, from the perspective of a bad guy. It would be kind of neat if they went back and redid the the story of Darth Plagueis and showed us Palpatine's training. I, I mean... To me, I don't know if that's something that we will have explicitly spelled out in the new canon because maybe they want to leave that as sort of an air of mystery to that. You know what I mean? And as far as we know, they may do a show in the current continuity. Like that would be cool, too, if there's episode seven. If there's some minor characters that they want to spin off, like maybe there's a kick at the new Wedge, like a new X-Wing pilot that's really cool, and they want to spin him off into a show that fills in some stuff before episode seven or in between seven and eight, I would be absolutely down with that kind of like agents of shield does with the Marvel stuff. And if they follow the same pattern, they could eventually spin the show characters off into the movies. Right. Cause they've said it's very possible. And I I think it's guaranteed that like daredevil is going to show up eventually in the movie universe. Yeah. yeah. It's going to have to, he's too cool not to. Yeah. And that's very well done. That daredevil is, It was really well done. Um, My thing with um, the shows is going back to what you said was I would love to see something just following like other kind of a combination between what you both said, like maybe a show about like a tie, like a tie squadron. Yeah. Have you seen that little animated thing on YouTube? That's just the tie squadron. It's like anime style. Yeah. That spent like what, two years. Yeah. Just hand doing that all on his own. Yeah. Like Uh. that concept change to live action could be really cool and that's my thing is just seeing in that story just seeing these guys following their orders and that is what they believe we have not like you said we haven't seen that side of it so we could we could make those guys heroes in some way because that's all they know yeah sort of pull like i mean obviously it wouldn't be star wars breaking bad but the way that breaking bad makes you sympathetic for what is essentially a terrible person oh yeah exactly you know what i'm saying that would be an interesting way like give the bad guys because star wars is as awesome it is as it is the bad guys are bad guys you know what i mean there's not exactly a lot of gray area unless you all got masks on they're all faceless they're very british and cold (laughs) you know what i mean like give us some character development that shows us why they would be interested in being in the empire and why they feel like what the empire is doing is good painting a picture of what life in the empire is like and what you have to do to strive to be successful right how you get ahead and promoted right i mean you we get that kind of stuff a lot of times in expanded universe novels and stuff but still it would be i think it would be cool in in if it's done well enough it would be cool to see and you could tie in that like very samurai bushido code of honor like somebody doing what they're told and honoring their lord you know mm-hmm. it, you know knowing that maybe they no don't questions agree, asked right they don't agree with what they're doing but they have been and you could give them some so. internal struggle but you know show that even though they don't necessarily agree or believe in whatever they're doing like they still do it because of some they are misguided sense of armor yeah, they believe in yeah. the chain of command or i mean maybe stormtroopers just aren't that bright you know what i mean like maybe being a stormtrooper you, you know is 
is not exactly you don't get the best and brightest to be stormtroopers. Maybe the health plan's really good. <laughs> yeah, maybe it is. It's got really good benefits. Maybe they got really good dental over there at the stormtrooper office. Uh, do you have anything else you'd like to see besides just um, the the tie fighter? I think we all kind of. I think it, on oh, it sounds. I would okay. This is me just liking my stories and stuff, but. Just seeing seeing somebody caught in the middle of it, not on either side, not not even like a warrior or anything, just common people, just their story caught in the middle of <clears> it. That would be cool. Yeah. I agree. And that's something that I think Star Wars could use a little bit of is the perspective of just a common man. Because, and I understand why, but every character in Star Wars is special. You know yeah. what I mean? You don't just have that regular guy. Yeah, exactly. The closest thing you get is Han Solo, and even still Han Solo has the best ship in the galaxy he's the best smuggler in the galaxy he's got a wookie best friend you know what i mean like it would be cool to see the events of star wars from a commoner's point of view yeah you could even do it about a whole city or a whole station Mm -hmm. like a whole you know civilian space station or it'd be cool to like an asteroid that is a ship depot right right i see what you're saying You got the creative juices flowing here. Okay, so you know, guy, what San Diego Comic Con's been what a couple weeks ago now, two or three weeks, and I was bitching that there wasn't much of a Force Awakens present presence as far as the Hasbro stuff went. Yeah. Well, stuff uh, with Force Friday coming on pretty quickly. There's some stuff that looks like it's starting to leak out uh, as far as lists of toys and vehicles and stuff. And this is a vehicle. Uh, here's a, a list of some stuff that looks like will be coming out for Force Friday. And there's nothing super specific, but they've got like Star Wars Episode Seven Special Tie Fighter for thirty nine ninety nine. That's not the giant one. That's mm-hmm. probably uh, you know in in line with the three and a quarter figures. Um, they said uh, you know Star Wars Episode One Seven. Class one vehicle deluxe twenty four ninety nine. Class two vehicles twenty nine ninety nine. So, like I said, it's stuff like that, and, and their price points. There's a episode seven battle action Millennium Falcon for a hundred and forty bucks. Um, there's the six inch Tie Fighter. That's the huge one. That's a hundred and seventy. There's a Star Wars. This is where I start get interested. Star Wars six inch figure assortment nineteen ninety nine. Those are the Black Series. Uh, and then, like we talked last week, the snow, jungle, and space, and uh, desert figure assortments. Yeah. There is a Micro Machine Star Destroyer. That's cool. They're bringing Star Wars Micro Machines yes. back. I used to love those, man. And I, something I got to have, the Star Wars Episode Seven, twelve 12-inch Captain Phasma. Count me in on that. <laughs> Um, but like I said, nothing super specific. Like I'm ready for, I got to know what this is going to cost me, man. I need to start making a list, checking that shit twice. I think Will and I are going to do Midnight Madness for when all this stuff comes out. Did you go with me for episode three? Somebody Uh, went with me to episode three, Midnight Madness to Walmart and Starkville. It was probably me. I just probably don't remember it because that was a different time when I did a lot of drinking. 
Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Look, if I went to Midnight Madness last night, I might not have remembered it. I probably still remember. I wasn't blackout drunk last night. That's what I'm talking Thank about. Thank goodness. Oh, so you haven't been on the show since E3, right? No. Have you seen the Battlefront footage? Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Can I count you in on our fucking clan or oh, yeah. whatever the shit is? You know, they always have some oh, sort yeah. of clan system. We got to come up with a good name. We do. And then... Um, we got to make sure to get everybody in on it. Yeah, I am excited about that. I think that'll be a good opportunity for us all to get back together and play something again. Because it's been a little while. Yeah, like, we a, were all on Destiny for a little yeah, while. For a little bit there. And then Destiny is hard to play in a big group. Because you can play six people in a raid only. Yeah. And then, But, like, you know, the first-person shooters, those are good for a big group. And yeah. I'm hoping this is going to be the first-person shooter for a big group. Hopefully it turns out well. Yeah. I'm Of all the things coming out, you know, the new figures and the movie and all that shit, something's got to be at least a little disappointing. I don't think it'll be the movie. Maybe it'll be the game, but I'm kind of blind when it comes to Star Wars, and all of you guys could be like, eh, it's not that good, and I'll be like, I'm just over here playing Battlefront, you guys. <laughs> this is all I need. I just can't stop. I can't stop. Won't stop. We used to get our kicks on world of warcraft the three of us i mean there was more people that played but the three of us played together well actually jeff and i started to play together early and jeff like uh i was like you know with those mmos i always start a character then restart do another character till i find just what i want to play and finally I, i settled on a dwarf hunter and i was like this is my guy i'm a dwarf hunter like two days later, Jeff gets online. I'm like, hey, what did you make? Dwarf Hunter. <laughs> so, like, I was like, you motherfucker, you took it from me. But, no, Jeff and I were a Dwarf Hunter duo. Oh, yeah. The the DPS team. Jaling and Sherboos. Sherboos. And then around the time of the first expansion, we got you to play, right? Yeah, I started on the Burning Crusade. I was a, I was a Draenei mage. Yes, Oh, that was good times. Jeff and I, like, we played so much World of Warcraft that at times we would just fuck with people. Like, not we would get on World of Warcraft just to fuck with people. I mean, that that honestly hasn't changed in my online gaming habits. Yeah. Let's be yeah, real, no. but... Because <laughs> I'm just a terrible human being when no, I play no. video games. <laughs> Trust me, Will and I have experience with worse people to play video games with. I'll tell you, what made me quit playing WoW was Stranglethorn Vale. Getting down in the <laughs> <straight laughs> Vale and having to do all that crap down in there. Gather quest. I'm, Gather uh, quest. Hell no. I'm done. I'm done with you, Stranglethorn Vale, and all the dickheads in that PvP server that kept there was beating Yeah, we were kind of talking about this, and there's apparently, there was an issue with a dickhead that <laughs> Jeff and I helped you with that I don't remember. I remember. Okay, I was very so committed what, to this uh, Okay, cause. so clue me in and help me try to remember Dude, this. Dude, I was just going about my business, executing a quest. Clearly had directive and motive, and I'm not just sitting here waiting around or doing anything, and we're farming stuff. And, and I remember you were you were a little underleveled, so you asked us to help. I did. And uh, they came through and helped me find what I needed and killed what I needed, and... I picked up my stuff that I needed, and the guy was just, he would he would show up and kill me, and I would try to res, and he would kill me again. He would wait for me to res and continuously kill me. 
No, this is a different story because this dude was this dude was actually because we were playing Alliance at the time. Yeah, we so, were on a um, PvP server. So he was Alliance as well, and he showed up and he he would try to pull some of the mobs or kill us. Like, okay, whatever, you know, it's it's free for there's all. There's plenty for everyone. Yeah, there's plenty for everyone. It's cool. So we get about I think it was like ten or fifteen minutes in, and dude <laughs> sends Will this message that says because I remember we were we were on the house at the time, and we just hear Will scream. This dude just sent me a message, and it was something along. I'm pretty the, sure we were probably all in Will's room with yeah, him. Yeah, I'm sure. Because sure. I used to just sit in his recliner with my laptop yeah. and play WoW. But it was something along the lines of, hey, quit killing everything, dick. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Will <laughs> responded. I don't know. I, okay, he sent me a message that was like, quit killing everything, you dick. And then I just said, in open world, I just said, fuck off like that's it like i didn't even go off on the dude i was just like hey fuck off like and then he reported yeah, that to and then Blizzard. apparently he reported that because the next day we were all hanging out again and will goes my account just got reported i was yeah. like wait what happens so yeah I, I, somehow i never got reported right and <laughs> wow me and i said much ha- more heinous stuff than just fuck off <laughs> right. you know what i mean like i should have sent in, in a private message or something like that but i just said it so open world did like you my get suspended did your account get suspended I for a few it, days it, or on probation yeah, or probation. Probation. I yeah got you. Crap. so i made it my mission to make this dude's life hell added him on my friends list because this was back in a time where you could add people on your friends list they never knew and you could see where they were right so for about the next... Oh, I kind of remember this now. Because I remember you giving me updates on this dude and being like, you want to come to the auction house of Stormwind and help me fuck with this guy? That's where he is right now. <laughs> I'm starting to remember this a little now. So about... There's about... I would... A, a lot about half an hour to about an hour every day for about... It was close to a month, I think, to just harass this dude. I really appreciate that, by the way. <laughs> I mean, I, that's that's a real friend that's got your back like <laughs> right? that. Yeah. So I just remember finally he wandered out to a PvP zone. I think it was the Badlands. And I was just out there running around. At, at that point, I think I was, I'd hit 70. I think that was the cap then. Right. Running around out there. He's killing mobs for a quest. He's like 40. So, yeah, about 40 something. And there's another horde character that runs. Oh, around. I remember this. <laughs> you would start using emotes to point at him and be yes. like like com- trying to communicate because you yeah. can't talk to yeah, horde players but yeah you would like try to convey to the horde people don't kill me come here and kill this guy <laughs> yeah because um this horde guy was like i think he was pushing high 50s so and, and so you could have just wiped him, him yeah, off wipe him out and he's he's attacking me trying to get get me to leave him i just follow so i follow him just wave and finally dude gets off his mount looks over at me and he just sits down. I was like, all right, pointed at him, pointed at dude, danced, and then just nodded. And dude nods, runs over there, and proceeds to kill him for the yes. next 45 minutes. Yes, that is masterfully done, I might <laughs> add. That good. is not an easy thing to do, to, like, without being able to talk to him. Yeah, it's like supervillain henchman <laughs> recruitment. Yeah. But, yeah, so d- the dude that had reported will messages me, hey, help me kill this horde guy. What horde guy? <laughs> Yeah. So I just I just sat there for like an hour watching him get killed, and the next week he had paid the twenty dollars to transfer servers. <laughs> That's the best part. Like you you ticked him off so bad that he just 
moved servers. I can't take it anymore. I'm going to pay actual money, real world money. Oh man, and that's what he got. For I hope that's what the plot. <laughs> I hope that's what the plot of the Warcraft movie is. It's just a dwarven hunter like you miming to <laughs> fucking horde characters to kill this other guy. Oh, I would, would watch that movie. That would make me so happy. They sh- oh, Dharma. She disagrees. Right? That is not a good plot of a movie. Or she agrees. So before we end tonight, let's talk a little bit about Lando. Lando number one came out last week. Lando was good. Yeah, it was good. Uh, Better than the Princess Leia series so far. I I mean, we can't, we got to be fair and give it its full five issues. Maybe, you know, maybe it won't be great in the end. But so far, so good. I enjoyed that issue. I did too. I like that the art style has that sort of watercolor coloring to it. It reminds me of Dark Empire a lot. Oh yeah, more detailed than Dark Empire, but the coloring on it is really cool. And like I said, it's it's got sort of that Dark Empire vibe going on it. Interesting that I can't really place it in the timeline. I assume like most of the other Star Wars stuff, it's in between A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back. Clearly, before Empire Strikes Back. Because he doesn't have, you know, Bespin yet. But yeah, I mean, it, it's basically just Lando being a fucking scoundrel. It's after he's lost the Millennium Falcon. We know that, obviously. And Lobot's in it and talks way too much. That was my one complaint. Like, a dude that doesn't have a single damn line in Empire Strikes Back has... Sure got a lot to say. He sure does. Maybe uh, after whatever happens in this book, Lando's like... You talk too fucking much. I'm going to mess with your headset so you can't talk anymore. <laughs> I'm going to mute you. And he calls... I don't know why this also got on my nerves. He calls Lobot Low no. a whole lot. Yeah. Hey there, Low. No, my um, thing with um, Lobot's dialogue, too, his dialogue just did not match what I feel like that character actually is. Some of it. It would seem like he would be more robotic yeah, instead exactly. of like... He, he, he kind of is like a homie like he yeah. just he's lando's boy so that he just talks to him like lando is his boy and you know like i said in empire like it seems like in that one scene lando turns him on like he's yeah. just sit th- sitting there turned off like i always just thought lobot was like <clears throat> i don't know i guess like an android yeah. or something like that they introduced those headsets again in um star wars rebels and the way they explained it, it was it was it was like a mind control type thing. And they explain in the they give an explanation about what they're for in the comic. In the comic, they're it for, says that it's for stra- analyzing and yeah. strategical calculation battle calculations. Right, which is cool. So they he would be like an aide to a general is on it, a battlefield. Is it just me, or did the ship that Lando is supposed to steal for you know his job? Look kind of like a space shark. It does, right? A, it looked like a purple a space shark. Dorsal fin, yeah. Yeah, it was weird. It was, yeah. Um, and so that was the emperor's. That was supposed to be the emperor's. Apparently, I mean, that's what it seems to be saying yeah. from the. Now that's cool because of all the characters I expected to show up in a Lando comic, the emperor was the last. Um, do you guys think we'll see Han Solo at any point? I guarantee. You think so? I would I, think so. How you yeah. doing, you old pirate? It depends on when it's set. Now, if this is set before New Hope, um, then I can see him running into Han Solo. If it's not set before New Hope, if it's after, then running into Han Solo would seem kind of goofy to me. Yeah. Only because it seemed like 
an empire they hadn't seen each other for a while. Oh, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? And if if they had run into each other on some adventure in between A New Hope and Empire, you would think maybe Leia would have at least heard about Lando already. Lando system. Lando's not a system. It's a person. He's a scoundrel. You'd like him. You'd like him. But yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I, I don't know what went on. It seemed like when the comics first started, there was at least one a week. Sometimes there were two or three, and I don't know if they had to delay some books, but there was a little bit of a gap. It was like uh, maybe three weeks since I'd been to the comic store the last time I went uh, last Friday, and the only thing they had for me was Lando number one and Kanan number four. Um, Kanan is still an excellent series. It's probably still my favorite. But this week we have, I think it'll be a cool issue to discuss the new issue of Star Wars number seven because it's the Obi-Wan Kenobi story. It's the one shot that's just a story about Obi-Wan on Tatooine in between episodes three and four. So that'll be cool. That's something that we never really got much of. I don't know if you guys are familiar about the with this, but there is a interesting issue of the Marvel series, the original series from the 70s, where Luke tells everybody a story about Obi-Wan and it's from before it's from when Obi-Wan was like a Jedi in the Republic and he's on this weird like cruise liner pleasure ship when some shit goes down and he has to handle it. I mean clearly way different than you know the obi-wan from the prequels and clone wars and stuff but it's weird that the little prequel era stuff that they tried to do you know back in the day with stuff like that one day i'll I'll, i have the physical issue of that and it's probably in that omnibus one day i'll have you sit down and read it and we can discuss it it's a pretty neat little sounds neat piece of star wars history that's not canon anymore by any means but it's cool to see how they addressed, you know, the previous, the unseen history of Star Wars at that time. Yeah. And you got to wonder, like, did George Lucas appear? Like, I wonder how much influence George Lucas had on the stories of the comics. Because if he had a lot of influence, I would kind of think that he wouldn't let them do that. Or he wouldn't let them create the character of Jackson, the giant green rabbit. Are you guys familiar with that? There was a character in the Marvel comics that's a gr- giant green space rabbit. I remember seeing pictures of it. It's terrible. That, yeah. Like, <clears throat> he was Jar Jar before Jar Jar was Jar Jar. But other than, I, I mean, this first issue of Lando just sort of sets up the story. He steals, like, a fucking, what is that thing he steals? You know, at the beginning, he he, he gets Some sexy sort of with the orb. lady. Yeah, it's like She's a, a moth, too. She is. That is true. I forgot about that. She's a moth, and he like catfishes her or some shit, and he like does. like uh, plays some tricky Colt forty five mind games with her to <laughs> works every time. It sure did. I, that was a uh, an interesting move for them to start the issue post Lando boning a moth, like right after it seems like. Yep. Like it seems like he he just went and got her a towel and was like. Here, you need this. But I, my question is, can if the whole story is based around him in this ship, is that enough content for five issues? Like, is it going to slow down? or Because there's a lot, there's a good bit of little action in this first issue. Like, he does a heist, gets paid for the heist, 
gets involved in another heist, does another heist. <laughs> I would imagine he's going to be on the run trying to fulfill this debt. Yeah. And try, being on the run from the Emperor is going to be fairly adventurous. I, I um, His team that he puts together is pretty neat. It is. There's the Ugnaught, which, you know, I can give or take, you know, like take it or leave it, the Ugnaught. The two cat ninja guys are yeah. interesting. I wonder how much they'll play into the story going further or forward. They have to do something cool. They're yeah. basically ninja bodyguards. Yeah, I mean, that that's the thing. Like, I was expecting the ship to get stolen maybe issue two or three. No, they get in and out. Like, the, the theft of the ship went a lot quicker than I thought it would. <laughs> so our tentative plans are maybe next week to have steve on if you want to come back next week and do the four the super guests super spectacular we really want to try yeah just let me know the four guests it's hard to get everybody scheduled at once because steve is busy with you know his band and everybody's got jobs and schedules and stuff so we'll see if it's not then you know we'll we'll try to get it going real soon uh, is there anything else you wanted to talk about before we wrap it up? Uh, oh, I feel like I've been a little low energy this podcast, but it's because I've been hungover all day. <laughs> it happens. I mean, it, it happens. Bring Star Wars thirteen thirteen back. I'm out. <laughs> oh, I think I don't know that we'll be getting it as thirteen thirteen, but I think we'll probably be getting a very similar game. Yeah, they they did kind of make a mention of it like around E three. So. Yeah, and. Um, you know, the lady that wrote, I guess, Uncharted. the first three Uncharted's yeah. is working on it now. And that seemed to be very much in line with what 1313 was going for, is that sort of Uncharted adventure type game. Yeah. yeah, I'll be interested to see. I'm almost more interested in the second Star Wars game than I am Battlefront, even though I'm crazy excited about Battlefront. I really want to just see what they're going to do with that. Because 1313, I remember the E3 that they debuted that footage like i was obsessed like i'm i i'm big into getting next gen consoles on launch like i've done that since the original playstation but when i saw that out and they were saying you know it was a next generation title that was all i needed to know and then of course that shit got canceled we haven't seen it we're coming up on like what three is this the third year Will this be the third or the second year that the new gen consoles have I think been it's out? It's coming up on three. <clears throat> Did they come out in 2012 or 2013? Uh, no, you know what? I think this is the second year. This is the second it, year. Because I got Titan, mine a year after. Titanfall came out, and it was the first huge yeah. exclusive game that came out for the Xbox One that I was excited for. And that came out last year yeah, in March. Right. So, yeah, this is only the second year. But still. Two years in, and we haven't had a Star Wars game out. By the time the two-year anniversary hits, we'll have one. Yeah, maybe we can find some dude and harass him so much in Battlefront because he's being a douche that he changes to PC or PlayStation 4 or something. <laughs> that would... Yes. The addition... I will keep a journal. <laughs> you know what we should do? Um, and I don't know if we have the listenership or anybody that would be interested in this, but we should do a Blue Harvest podcast Twitch channel. 
to broadcast Battlefront oh, yeah. when it that hits. Would, that would be entertaining. That could be good fun, I, I think. put all could, of us on the Twitch channel so we can all broadcast. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It, like, it could also be a bad thing because people can then realize how terrible at video games we are. Oh, that's the thing. Like, If you're going to watch me play Battlefront or any game on Twitch, don't be watching me to be like, oh, I'm going to watch this dude. He's good. No, no pro tips. And no, no, you're just going to watch a dude fuck around and like stare at a wall and like... We Die a few times. <laughs> <laughs> Mysterious pauses. Like, why is he staying still for so long? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Depending on the time of day I broadcast, you might catch me running into a wall because I have fallen asleep at the controller. Uh, I've had that happen. I had you fall asleep many a times during WoW. <laughs> yeah. You would stay over real late at my house, and then you would be like, all right, I'm going to go home. I'll be online in like 20 minutes. And then, like, you would get online and, like, 30... You fell asleep in a couple of dungeons. Oh, yeah. I know. Because I, I triggered the inbosses, like... With, just like, walking forward. <laughs> hey, hey, Jeff, stop, stop. Jeff, Jeff. Oh, oh sure. My bad. Right. Well, anyway, thanks for coming, buddy. Of course. And, like I said, we'll let you know um, when we get Steve settled so we can have um, you guys all on at once. Oh, what's your favorite Star Wars Starfighter? Favorite Star Wars Starfather. Um, oh, God, because you already talked about this last week. Oh, God. Interceptor. Tie Interceptor. Cool. That's a good one. That's a good one. I like those. That's Least favorite. One. Least favorites. Huh. That's a good one. Um, Jesus. What What was the one chip? Oh, man. Um, In the movies. Least favorite. Probably. What? The um, Mon Calamari Cruisers. That's not really a Starfighter, though. Oh, Starfighter. Okay. Okay. Like, a, but I, I Le- see what legit- you're saying. Legitimate, legitimate. They just kind of look like a flat, lumpy turd. Exactly right. They look pretty vulnerable. They don't look <laughs> great. Okay. Least favorite is probably. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna hate you all from the time bomb. Um, that's, that's a different story, though. <laughs> Everyone, you know what's funny when every everybody that's come on since we had that you and Steve have both taken umbrage. Steve took a uh, issue the with Y-wing. us the Y wing, and you're like, no, a tie tie bomber. Tie bomber's pretty dope. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> honestly, I did. I like the tie bomber. I don't like the Y wing. <laughs> you don't. Just, so is Y wing your least favorite? Probably. Okay, fair enough. That's good to know. (laughs) All right. So once again, we're Blue Harvest, a Star Wars podcast. We want to thank uh, our uh, fans, uh, Johnny and Evan, for emailing in. Thanks to Stone Cobra for the theme song. If you guys have a chance, make sure to rate and review us on iTunes or add us to your playlist on Stitcher. It really helps us out. For Blue Harvest, I'm Halls Burkhart. And I'm Will Whitney. I'm Jeff Whitney. May the Force be with you. May the Force be with you. May the Force be with us.